Wayne Shorter on tenor sax, leading this wonderful, it's a small band, but it makes a lot of music, I can tell you that. Herbie Hancock is on piano, Reggie Workman on bass, and the great Joe Chambers on drums. This is called Footprints, and it comes from Shorter's 2003 album, Adam's Apple. This is Lead Stories. I'm Beatrice Lead, and today you're sitting in the judgment seat. <laughs> no, the judgment is on is not on you, but you are making judgments today. At least I hope you will, because we've not really talked about it in this way, but it is time. The question is about how you assess this leadership team that we have in Washington, D.C., almost a year and a half in office as the nation's two top leaders, President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. You've had some time to observe and experience this uh, partnership and how it serves or, in your view, may not be serving the the people of the United States, we'll find out what you say. And that's where we're going today. I'd like to know, what is your assessment of the Joe Biden, Kamala Harris team? That's it. A very simple question. Straightforward and simple. It is not being asked so that you can ventilate. It is being asked so that you can analyze and tell us how you assess this team. How are they performing? How have they been performing? How do you expect that they will continue to perform or even if they will continue to perform you know, the, the vice president and the president are looked to by all Americans and much of the world. They, we get our signals from them as to their various competencies in the areas in which they supposedly shine. It's been a year more than a year. I'm interested in what you think of this team. Are they okay? Are they on the job? Do they need to be improved? Are they lacking something? Is this, is it fair just to uh, say, well, this is what I assess them as? Although we know, of course, they've been uh, operating under tremendous pressure and strain. So keep that in mind. But really what we're looking for is 
a reaction from you, having had time to appreciate their skills, uh, how they are being received by the American people, and what do you foresee should they continue this partnership? 888-874-4888. It's that simple. And I know it's not simple, okay? I know it's not simple. But I'm looking to get from you, and it's more than a year now. we almost ending up at the year and a half point pretty soon. What is your reaction? What is your view of this duo who head up the leadership team of the United States? Do you have confidence? Do you think they have more to learn? Do you think they have things in hand? Or do you think that they're overwhelmed? Do you think that they have done many innovative things? If so, which things you could point to? That would be very good. And what do you think was unfair that they inherited? Because they had to do some cleaning, house cleaning, the moment they got there. And they still continue to do that. So it wasn't like the welcome mat was laid out for them in uh, in a nice way to come in and feel at home and get down to work. But we haven't really talked about this team except in short bites. But today I wanted to know, as you assess this, team, what do you think of it? What do you think of these two people? And how they have been functioning in their respective offices. Ed from Queens, you start us off today. Hello? Hello, Ed. You trees here. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You had a very poor connection. I can barely hear you. Uh, well, good afternoon. Wow. Good night. afternoon. Uh, pertaining to uh, the Biden-Kamala Harris, what you call partnership, it's going to sound like I'm venting, but I honestly don't see it. I don't see them as, as a functioning team. I don't have much confidence in their leadership. I think from the beginning... A lot of the promises that the Biden-Kamala uh, uh, administration made were not kept. They reneged on the fight for 15. They compromised on the Green New Deal. They, um, they, 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 if he, 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 could, he could take executive action on several things as far as student loan debt, as far as mortgage debt, and he reneged on that. Um, I don't see them as being a competent partnership. He barely depends on her for anything. The vice president should be to the president, his right, their right hand. She should be his right hand. She should be his agent. 
he should be his go-to, his his policy enforcer, his uh, his 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 ramrod, for want of a better word. And they they don't strike me as they don't strike me as being on the same page. But most of the time, personally speaking, and I, I'm just I think we're at a situation where America is deft of leadership, and these two people are a poor example. I don't think it's going to get any better. I think it's going to get worse especially with the the nuances and inroads he's making towards China as far as his uh, professing America's defense of Taiwan, with what's going on in the Ukraine. I feel on the international stage, America is compromised. And uh, on the the domestic front, the economy, inflation, the economy, he's not a good steward. And they don't seem to have a a well versed plan to attack any of the problems, foreign or domestic. What do you think would be an appropriate signal to send to the people right now? Uh, because you and others are reading it this way. Well, I think I think a positive thing would be for him to take executive action on student debt. I mean, there are more than half American uh, people between the ages of uh, 25 and 45 have large student debt that's impeding their progression forward, that's impeding their uh, ability to live and and, and have a a functional life to acquire a home or to even move on to marriage because this debt is compromising. And he could take direct executive action. Trump had no problem with signing executive orders and, uh, he, he doesn't use that. He, he doesn't use his power as with, of the executive office. He doesn't use the power of the bully pulpit to make good on the promises that got him, that part of the promises that got them into office in the first place. Uh, that would be a sign that he's taking some type of positive action to rectify the situation to me. Okay. Well, thank you for getting us started today. And thank you for thank you. your observations. Thank you. Yvette from the Bronx, you're on the air. Yes, good afternoon. I, I'm good afternoon. <laughs> the previous caller, uh, I, I just have to say ditto, <laughs> because it's exactly what I was going to say. Um, the problem is they have no vision. They have no intelligence. I, I'm just thinking they're just a bunch of crazy people that got elected sitting there making a mess of everything. I mean, I had a friend of mine just call me this morning. Oh, isn't it a great thing that they're getting um, formula to the babies? Oh, okay. So why did we run out? I, I didn't even go through that discussion with her. But I mean, everything seems to indicate that they really don't care about American people. (laughs) They have other agendas somewhere else, but it's not here. You know, our student debt, I said if I were to have voted for, um, for Biden, one of the things I would be looking at is a relieving the students from this debt. 
I have two girls in their 30s and uh, have student debt. And I would have loved for them to say, well, take that money that you owe us and put it back into the economy. You know, you could buy furniture, you could buy cars, you could do whatever. No, they're not going to do it. I have very little faith in Biden or Kamala Harris. And and she showed that she's not equipped to even be a vice president. She went to Europe and made a mess of that also. You know, she wasn't prepared. She did not, you know, present herself well. And I don't know, America seems like they're just slipping backwards. They're just going down. Do you think you're giving them a, a fair shake, considering that they came in to office behind Donald Trump? <laughs> well, I, I mean, let's face it. Donald Trump showed the country what can be done when you are a president. It's dirty, then sweep it. You don't like certain things, get rid of it. So if he did not like the mess that was left for him, I think his job was to clean it up. Let's do something here. What did he do? Literally nothing. I mean, let's let's look at Cuba for, for an example. I'm looking at Cuba and I'm saying, why do we still have this embargo on Cuba? What is what's going on here? No. Just like Trump reversed what Obama did, why didn't Biden come in and say, you know, let's put it back. Let's go tip the cat. That's what you want to do. No, he's leaving everything basically the same, but, you know, adding some things on top that are, are making everything worse. You, you give him $40 billion what do you think? to the Sorry. Ukraine. Finish. And you what do you just, think would be the, the the most significant thing that this duo, this dynamic duo in office, can do to signal that they really want to do better and they really have plans to do better? <laughs> Oh, well, I can't imagine anything they could do because they've already shown that they're not a good team. Not good. They have have not the vision or or the strength to do what is needed for the people of the United States, you know. You um, mean all that the stuff all of, and you, said, you, you still pay okay, this? Just all the money, billions and billions of yeah, dollars being spent, and, and you don't think so? I don't think they're, they're going to do anything that's anything that's positive for to move the country forward. I mean, mm. you know, and the people, the people in this country, in this country, are just we're just the pawn. For something else that they're planning, I don't know quite what it is. I mean, when he said this thing with China and Taiwan and, oh, yes, he's going to help Trump, 
what the hell are you doing right now, my, my brother? <laughs> I was just like, I was, I was just, what are you doing? You're going to keep having wars all over, defending this person as your country goes down? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm very confused right about now. With that team, are you surprised that you feel this way? I didn't hear you. Are you surprised that you feel this way? No, I'm not. No. If I'm getting your question right, you're fading away. Um, you're saying, am I surprised that I feel this way? Yes. Am I surprised? I'm, I'm really not surprised because I... Biden wouldn't have been my choice, and neither would Trump. I think they're putting up just people for us to vote for that just have, they don't have any intelligence in terms of what I'm thinking. You know, they have no real vision for how to move this country in a positive way. You know, so, no, I'm not surprised with what I'm thinking because I'm, I'm, extremely disillusioned with the whole wow. the whole mess. <laughs> it's a mess. You treat this as a mess. I don't know. <laughs> I think no. most probably you could do a better job than the two. Oh, that no. Don't wish yourself. that on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, at least we could say you have some intelligence, some some way of looking at a picture and trying to as you said, well, they weren't left of, uh, you know, they were left a dirty house, but they have no idea how to clean it up. Not. Hmm. Well, I thank you for your keen observations and analyses today, because, as I said in the opening, we haven't really discussed them. We've left them alone, given them. Right time and space to get themselves together and now this is what we're hearing so thank right. you very much for offering your observations consideration thank you joe from queens you're on the air hi trees <clears throat> thank Hello. you for your show and you also have very intelligent and uh, uh, wonderful listeners uh, so I want to make a couple of points, um, <clears throat> and then I'm going to go back to your question. So uh, we do not have or had leadership in a long, long time uh, of folks that have a moral center. Now, we know what a strong moral center is. For example, Martin Luther King had a strong moral center. I think you have a strong moral center. Um Okay, so the other point that I want to make is that our foreign policy of the world in general is based on the gun in your face or the tank in your face. That's the foreign policy initiatives that are happening throughout the world. <clears throat> That's one statement. Um, uh, the second one was that uh, we do not have leaders that have a moral center. Uh, and it's very hard to have a, a, a moral center when you have a foreign policy that is based on a gun in your face. 
Um, the job of the president and the vice president, of course, is is overwhelming, and it's not an easy job. However, um, what you need to do, because you're supposed to be a public servant, but, you know, that's not true. You know, we're led by murderers and thieves. I mean, you know, it's right in front of our eyes. That's what's happening. So um, if if uh, Joe Biden and the vice president um, want to do something that's useful, uh, they should have a web page. We have the Internet, right? And they should say, okay, this is what I have done today. And they, you know, they have, we have video, we can see them. They, they can have every day a little wrap-up, like a half-hour wrap-up. What did I do today? I'm an employee of the government. What have I done today? I had a boss. I worked at Mount Sinai. Wait a minute. You're kind of straying off the point. Here. Oh, sorry. I'm looking for your, your analysis of this team. What is it okay. that you're getting from them? that you admire and you encourage and you like, what well, is it that's no, not working well, we, in view? We can, we can better understand what they're doing if they, for example, had uh, a, you know, a, a website, you know, that basically uh, in a, a succinct way explained what they have done every day on their job. I have done this, I met with this, I went here, we, this was the issue we discussed, right? There's none of that. Yes, so we but don't know do you realize doing. how incredibly overloaded these two individuals are in their capacities? They don't have time to sit down and write a kind of synopsis of, of their day. Well, well they have uh, thousands and thousands of people that work alongside of them. I'm sure that one of them can take, you know, like a little summary of what the president has and the vice president has done today. I mean, it's a way to communicate with the public, right? And it's a way of, of us, the public, to keep an account of what they're doing, right? It, it should be a public record. Why not? I, you know, uh, when I had to do that every day on my job, I had to list what did I do today? You know, I had to send it to like uh, several people, you know. Uh, well, first of all, you can't slack. Second, you know, it's accounted for. So, you know, they, they know, you know, what you're pursuing, what you're doing and so on. Right. So out of the thousands of people that they have, somebody could take, you know, Saki, maybe that one, you know, the, the one that, you know, spews lies all the time. Maybe she could, you know, lie to us a little more. Um, and what I'm saying is, you know, this is one way for them to have some accountability as to what they do day, daily. If you ever okay. want to checkmate someone, ask them what they did today, you know, each day in their working day. Yes, but, right? you know, mm -hmm. that that suggests that you understand what, is called for from them every day. This is a very complicated job. And to make it mandatory that they basically end up, you know, maintaining a diary is, uh, it's, 
what we're looking for is the bigger picture. How are they managing, in your view, how are they managing the country? Is it as it as you expected it to be? Is it very different from what you expected? Well, are they I, look, fulfilling I look at their them, roles? I, yeah. I look at them as people who do not have a strong moral center. So therefore, right, therefore, I can't really trust what they say. I mean, they're wishy-washy, you know, they, uh, they're probably reading prompts from other people that, you know, r- write stuff for them, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of either one of them. Um, you know, I'd rather you be president. I'd rather, you know... <laughs> Uh, Forget me. The, the, I, I, I'm you know. not going to be president. Don't want to be. No, no, I understand. But but you know, you want someone that is on your that levels with you, right? That levels with you, and and you believe that they have a strong moral center. And and people that have a strong moral center, you can. It's 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 an intuitive feeling that travels, and you receive it. And you say, ah, yes, but I you, think you're making what I should I say? You're going beyond what people normally do in in assessing how they're performing, and you you seem to have put their morality at the center of it, as if you know what that is. Do you have a sense of their morality to make a judgment? Yeah, I mean, look, if someone is not level leveling with you, right, and and does and you and you see that they're reading teleprompters and they don't have an opinion of their own about an issue, right, then you know, they, they, then they do not have a sense of morality because they don't have a sense of the issue and the emotions and and deeds associated with that. Okay. Well, thank I you mean, for contributing that's today. That's what I, you know, thank that's you. what I think. But, Jeremy, uh, Harlem, you're on the air. How are you today, Utrees? I'm hanging. <laughs> okay, well, your conversation here is making my mind uh, flood with various thoughts, both reactions to the previous caller. I'm recollecting some of my own calls to the program, and... Um, it's just kind of frustrating to hear this conversation a little bit because I feel like people are kind of oscillating between calling these people out for who they are and what they are and then granting them legitimacy on the other hand. Like we keep saying things to the effect of, you know, they're not doing well. Well, maybe they're doing well at what they want to do. And people aren't really listening carefully enough to brother Dave who calls on a regular basis to reiterate the point that this country is run by oligarchs. They are not attempting to solve our problems because that's not their interest. That's not their business. Their business is to keep us at bay, to keep us suppressed if necessary, to keep us oppressed if necessary, as they continue to profit and exploit the resources of the planet. And, you know, I really don't understand the, the, the mechanisms of power. You know, we all have to be realistic. We have limited knowledge within our own subjective experience, right? Like I'm a musician. I can create the illusion of 
of music, basically. I can get together with a, a bunch of musicians and we can perform a whole long set of music that we didn't even sufficiently rehearse because we have the language of music to communicate. We can say we're going from E minor to D minor to G major and whatever the chord change is, and, and that's music. Or I can show you a sequence of moves over a chessboard you say, well, how do you memorize that? Well, because I study chess every day. And likewise, I'm not a surgeon. I don't know anything about the, the, the nomenclature, the, the technical procedure of being a surgeon. And likewise, I don't know what is going on in the upper echelons of power. Like you use the phrase one time, the inner circle of power. We don't have access to it. So we shouldn't pretend like we know what they're thinking or what they're doing exactly because... Just like I don't know what the person standing next to me is thinking, I definitely don't know what some ruling class individual who's not standing next to me, who's in some boardroom somewhere, in some penthouse somewhere, I don't really know what they're up to. But we know it's not in our interest. And, you know, as far as this duet here of Biden and Harris, I mean, it's nightmarish. And I don't understand, you know, Trump was a very crude figure. And I have nothing to say in defense of him, and I would never vote for him. So don't get me wrong, because that's another trap that we keep falling into, is that if you criticize the Democrats, then, oh, that must mean you support Trump. Well, no, there are actually options outside of this very limited binary, which, as I pointed out before on this program, they're not really two parties. It's one party pretending to be two. George Bush Jr., just like George Bush Sr. started a war in Iraq, and George Bush Jr. started a war in Iraq, and he made it the Patriot Act for himself. So he had all of this executive power. Obama extended it. He didn't reverse it. Obama said he was going to close Guantanamo. Did he? No. Did he act very upset that it couldn't be closed? No, not particularly. Did the Democrats attempt at any point to give us universal health care? No, they didn't. Obamacare was the last nail in the coffin against universal health care. It was a, a pact with the insurance companies who now pretty much run the country and were able to implement all of these mandates and force people to take dangerous experimental products. And that was the hallmark so far to me of this administration. That and the cost of everything in the supermarket and gasoline going straight up. So, you know, I said on this program before, the Democrats will not receive my lesser of two evils votes again. Does that mean I'm going to vote Republican? No, it doesn't. I'll vote third party. Maybe I'll choose not to vote at all. But I'm not returning to these abusers anymore. We're in an abusive relationship, and we just need to stop making excuses for our abusers. We need to turn our back and walk away. We need to figure out a new way of life. We need to start engaging on the community level and just see what that feels like. You know, we think it's well, politics like to you, go and I'd vote like for some to, to, jerk. Uh, get really specific here and evaluate for us your what's your take on this leadership team and what they have been doing or have done uh, do you see them getting better at it or do you see things getting away from them uh, I think it's, it's out of hand. It's a runaway train. I mean, Kamala Harris, first of all, she just looks like some cackling, you know, jackal. Everywhere she goes, she's just awkwardly laughing about things when no one else seems to think anything is funny. 
she just awkwardly goes from photo op to photo op. The, the strange event where she was talking to a bunch of 12-year-olds like they were a bunch of four-year-olds, where she's on the European stage cackling and no one even knows what she's laughing about. Joe Biden making this ridiculous statement that he's going to you know, step up with a stronger military response if China engages forcefully with Taiwan, biting off way more than we can chew. We've already bitten off more than we can chew, and he wants to order a whole other entree with China. I mean, this guy might literally be walking us right into World War III, and I think the world can just perceive how weak Biden is, both mentally and physically. So, yeah, we're kind of sitting ducks. We're kind of has-beens who are, um, you know, we're puffing up our chests and we have a lot of bravado, but we're not as strong as we used to be and we're not as tough as we used to be or, or used to think that we were. And the, the rest of the world knows it. The jig is up. We need to tone it down and, and organize and manage our own affairs. But again, I don't count on them to do that because their interests are not our interests. And we should just get that idea out of our heads. If, if they wanted are to fix surprised? any number are of problems, they that, could. That, are you surprised that this is what you have come to believe? And were you expecting something different? Um, I wasn't expecting anything um, particularly good to come out of any presidential office. To be honest with you, I, I'd say it's somewhat disappointing that with all the rhetoric um, that we're exposed to, that that we can't produce something, a better alternative to Trump than Biden. That's something I've lamented on this program several times as well. It's like, yes, Trump is a nightmare. So you turn from one nightmare to another in the form of Joe Biden, who signed the crime bill that crippled the black community. That was a, a total milestone, a negative milestone, incarcerating a million black people un under his bill that disproportionately targeted us for the criminal justice, you know, quote unquote experience in America. Um, all of his misstatements, you know, him saying you're not black if you don't vote for him. Then it interesting that he turned around and introduced the anti-Asian crime bill. And Asians have the lowest voter turnout of all ethnic groups, and nobody discusses that. How come everybody's so pressed about whether black people vote or not, but then we're the ones who are carrying the Democratic Party and don't get anything out of it? So, you know, again, we need to turn our backs on the abuser. We need to change the locks. Okay. I'm scared of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for your contribution today. Muhammad from New York, you're on the air. What are your uh, good afternoon, Idris. Good afternoon. Uh, I can barely hear you. Um, <clears throat> this is weird. I hope uh, all is well. You're not the this first is my perspective. commenting about it, but uh, I think I don't you know. You have basically assessment of the Biden and Kamala Harris administration their service so far. Yes. What? What do you make after more than a year of uh, experiencing this dynamic duo? What do you make of their leadership? To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think they're really working together. I don't think they've coordinated their efforts and thoughts. I think Biden just selected her to try to get more so-called black votes. And I feel like he's doing a very good job 
for the weapon makers, but very poor job for his constituents. Oh, they just they just passed a bill forty billion for Ukraine, but then they denied a bill twenty eight for the small businesses here, so they could sort of get back on their feet. So he's serving his the plutocrats and oligarchs very well, but the constituents, us who pay the taxes and give the money to the government, the money to the government that they use, they're giving it to the weapons makers as opposed to serving the public. And I don't think he's doing a good job, a very poor job. He promised to erase the students' debt. He hasn't done so as he said he would do, but he's serving the plutocrats and oligarchs. And I think he's doing a poor job. That's my assessment. Do you think you're being fair, considering the circumstances into, uh, of which she has come into office and the limits of what he could possibly do? Do you think you, you gave a fair assessment there? You mean of Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or both? Either one or both, yes, both. Well, for, for one thing, you treat... They don't really run anything. See, it's the um, right now who's in charge and who running things. It's the neocons. I mean, Biden probably wouldn't do what he's doing, but he's under the influence. He said when you run, you need money. He said those are the people who give you the money and they want something. I can tell by his policies he's carrying out the, the desires and wishes of the neocons, full-spectrum dominance. That's my yeah, but you 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 are you are you are uh, raising other people's definitions. I want to know what you are thinking. The words neocon and oligarchs and so forth; those are fashionable words. What were you expecting this team to do, and in what ways specifically have they failed? In your view, I wouldn't expected him to make contributions to the lower class and the middle class people who are suffering from the pandemic and give some relief. And I see very little of that, but I see too much money going to the defense, not, excuse me, not defense, but the weapon makers. I, I don't think that's good. And I don't think it's right because they escape paying their taxes and we pay the taxes. Yes, but did you did you consider, or have you just dismissed the fact that the world looked to be really scary at that point uh, because it seemed as if war was going to be the inevitable thing, and the United States clearly was not ready. Uh, you, Trees, I've been doing my homework with this war thing, Putin. All he asked was that they don't put NATO on its border and not put those bio labs in Ukraine. They have bio labs in Newland, Victoria Newland admitted it. So he pushed the guy up against the wall. Everyone wondered why they just left Afghan, Afghanistan suddenly because they know where they were going. They planned that. U Ukraine is more so a part of the United States. That's how I, that's my perspective. 
Okay. I don't think it's fair to the American people. But what is not fair to the American people? The way they are allotting our money. That money that's given to different, like the Defense Department or Offense Department, that is our taxpayers' money. That's not something that comes from Biden or most of those uh, big corporations. They pay very little taxes, if, if any. They pay some taxes, but not at the rate that we pay. They take a third of our salary, so they should be accountable in trying to serve us also. Uh, these poor students in debt, they promised to forgive their debt. They're really suffering. The small businesses are suffering. Then you deny them, and yet you give $40 billion to not Ukraine, but to the weapon makers. I don't think that's, I don't think that's just and fair. That's my perspective. I got it. I got it. It's your perspective. Are you surprised that you have come to think this way of the nation's leadership? No, I've been observing them for the last 30 years. I know where they're coming from and I know where they're going. So what is the end game here? If, well, I, I said they just finished a little bit more than a year of their term. What do you expect to happen by the end of the four years? If this administration don't change its policies and its decision-making, I think he's going to push a lot of people to the Republicans. I mean, the economy is already... I'm doing okay myself, Eutrice, but I'm concerned about people that's not doing okay. I mean, I see them on the streets. I read about them. I help when I can help. I know a lot of people, and many people are really suffering and struggling. And this administration don't seem to be really taking that into account as they should. That's from the way I see it. Who are you? Which of the two are you more disappointed in? I'm, I'm deported. I'm disappointed in the decision making by the administration, and more so Biden, more so than Kamala Harris. I don't feel like she has that much say. That's my feeling. And I, as I said earlier, I think Biden just picked her to try to get the so-called black vote. That's my thoughts and feelings. Okay. Well, thank you very much for contributing today. You're very welcome. Have thank a good day. You too. Ed, um, E from Edgewater, sorry. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Eutrice. Good afternoon. Yeah, I just have a shout out to Jeremiah for another great call. And uh, it was about a month back after he did his presentation. He mentioned Vernon Reed the great guitar player, Vernon Reed, and yes. in the same sentence, Michael J., a friend of his. I had a friend named Michael J. back in the 90s, and he invited me to many a show with Vernon Reed. I wonder if it's the same Michael J. And a shout out and a peace, peace out to everyone. I think what's taking place here is what is 
is our fault, really, for buying into this Donald Trump thing. That a, that a person with no political, political experience could actually become the president of the United States and have us all in turmoil. Obviously, it was a grand illusion and a construct of proportions that are so enormous. The brilliance of this that they pulled off in order to fool the whole American public with this orange guy called Donald Trump to lower the bar to such a standard that will settle for anything is better than that. So we're glad to at least have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris over Trump and Pence, who had 75 million white supremacist racists vote for them, and all they and 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 they're planning to to start a race war and kill all the the, the dark skinned people in America. Where are, you getting the, where are you getting this information from? Where do you get? That from my head, because I think instead of listening to Channel 2, 4, and 7 and absorbing what they are trying to stick into my head, I say, no, I can think for myself. You know, in America, we forgot how to think because when we were born back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, what did we get? We got the television set to tell us how to think. We didn't need to think anymore. We got, but we I got the, uh, hold, got the hold, news. Hold on, hold on a second, please. Okay. We are having a specific conversation. Let's stick to it. Don't take us all over the place. Stick to the issue at hand. What is your assessment of the Biden-Harris team so far? My assessment, my assessment of the Biden-Harris team so far, it's a total disgrace and, a, and, a, and spit in the face of all American people of what's going on here in this country. And everybody has an excuse. They've set this thing up so well that they all have an excuse. Look, the Clintons got off the hook because of Donald Trump. Biden got to be president because of Donald Trump. We're at each other's throats because of Donald Trump. Is it Donald Trump's fault or is it our fault? I looked at him like he's a joker, a jester, working for the king. You know, and I laugh at him like I laughed at George Bush Jr. Because there's nothing else you can really do. So, so uh, you have a choice to either laugh at him and not believe in this nonsense, or you have a choice to really take it in to heart and then have yourself all mixed up and not really know what the heck is going on. Putin has an excuse. Is it but Donald wait a Trump? minute, wait a minute. You, you, you're, again, we have to focus on what we are here to talk about. And... I'm asking the question in what, how do you assess this leadership team of Biden and Harris? Okay. So, uh, for what I'm observing, I'm seeing Joe Biden angering Putin, sending 
billions and billions of dollars of our money to support a country that ha- that has no no ability to fight against a country like Russia. But we're but we're insisting we have to do this because if Putin takes over Ukraine, then they might move into Poland, and then who knows? Then we're really going to have war. So there's the excuse that Putin, that Biden has for sending all this money there because he has to stop Putin. So we're all bought into this. The ones that believe that believe that. All right. So he's got us. In this big problem with Russia and Ukraine, and I don't know what Biden's connection to Ukraine is, but it must be something big because he's been doing it since he was vice president 10 years ago. And now he's starting trouble with China, threatening them that if they attack, uh, I can't even think of the country right now in my head, but if they do any aggression against the country next to China there, then we're going to step in and give them military aid, too. So it really is a disgrace what's going on when he should be looking to get us into some kind of a peace talk thing that they used to do in wars in, uh, in uh, Helsinki, Finland. They would have a summit meeting, and all the countries involved would work out something to, so that everybody could compromise. But with compromise has gone out. So, you know, Putin has an excuse. Biden has an excuse. Camilla Harris has. They all have excuses for getting away with what we're doing. But we're the ones at fault because we're buying into it all. And that's where the problem lies. And the problem also is that they've done such a brilliant job to on us that really, there's really nothing more we can, I can expect from people. You know? All right. Well, we leave it there because we have. I want to get at least one more call before right, we thank go. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you for contributing today. Positive from Brooklyn. You're on the air. How you doing, you trees? Okay. What is your assessment of this leadership team of Biden and Harris? Real, real quick. I give a shout out to. Brother Jeremiah, Marcus, Brother Ed, Kenny Lincoln, who, who has not called yet today, and also even Ethan Edward from this for their spirit. These brothers, I give applause to for the times when I can't call. But my right, assessment, but thank you. But we we are down on time today. Okay, my assessment of of these two is in context of what they are about or who they are in the sense of the empire they stand for is excellence or 100% of conducting evil and continuating evil. We must always, always look at things in context. Malcolm was asked this question one time in regards to the rulers of this country. And he said, he made a quote, and he made a statement, rather, in regards to someone saying, how, they, how someone would say, forgive them, Lord, they, they know not what they do. And he said, no, they know, they know, they are experts at what they do. In other words, we must look at things in context, in context of what they yes, but So, so could you take that advice, could you take that advice and get on with the analysis okay, of what you... 
Sister Latrice, uh, fellow Jim, as in Gemini, I'm saying to you is that in context of what they were put there for, they are doing an excellent job. You cannot expect good from evil. It is not going to happen. You cannot expect peace from warmongers. It is not going to happen. That's what I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. And no, I'm, I'm not surprised at all. I understood it from the beginning because I know who I'm dealing with. I knew who I was dealing with when I knew uh, prior to him becoming a vice president for Obama, who was also about the evil empire. So no, I am not surprised. They do not put people in their house who are about good, period. Okay. Shall I go on? No, here's, let, no, no not, not, not yet. Um, we have to do an, an exercise. It's very clear to me in how to answer a question. And not to deliver a polemic, but to answer a question. Just the question. <laughs> just, just deal with the question. And we don't need to take the scenic tour. It's a very straightforward question. And I'm surprised that we, we missed so many opportunities today to nail it. So maybe it means we come back to this tomorrow uh, and get people used to the idea of answering a question directly, succinctly, and then moving on. But when we get these many sermons and lectures, it doesn't help us because it does not answer the question. You're delivering something from your head. Okay. Thank you. We'll come back to this tomorrow. Thank you very much.